Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Everybody, welcome back to Hashtag Single. I am Jeanette Bonner, your host. Welcome to June. We are all still in quarantine. We are all probably still single. Nothing has changed. It's like time does not exist. Um, I'm really excited for our one-on-one episode this month to welcome my friend Renee Michelle. Renee Michelle, thank you so much for being here with yeah. me. And uh, Renee Michelle me. brought in her friend, uh, Lee, to be our voice of the patriarchy. Lee, thank you for being here with me today. Hey, happy to bring the patriarchy into the room. <laughs> we, sometimes <laughs> we miss it, you know? We're like, where is the patriarchy? Oh. Yeah, we really need more. Like, where's it been all this time? <laughs> I'm here. I feel its absence <laughs> often. It's true. It's like a, like a gaping hole in my heart. Um, I'm here for well, you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, th- I appreciate you uh, coming to. Um, uh, I know we can't see each other and I, I'm looking to the day that we can all <laughs> meet in person. But uh, thanks for saying yes. Uh, so, you know, the rules, you're just going to sort of sit back and uh, listen as Renee Michelle and I chat and then we'll check in with you later. Sound good? Sounds great. Cool. All right. Renee Michelle, let's get friggin' into it here. Uh, (laughs) how are you doing? How is your life, uh, being single in quarantine? Yeah. So it's, it's a complicated, uh, subject, I think, because I think being in quarantine without a significant other or even a, uh, even a prospect of, of somebody to be there and next to you just, you know, it, 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 there's an absence of that. Yeah, it's freaking lonely, dude. It, like, I think it amplifies uh, it. It's even more amplified in quarantine because it's not even like I can't even I don't like I, I don't want to on the best of days when we're not, you know, experiencing a pandemic and um, civil unrest like I don't love going on the apps. Oh, at all awful. ever and um and so like even so now in quarantine it's like do i really like what is the point of the apps in quarantine i don't know i so it's just yeah that's sort of how i'm that's sort of how i'm doing have you have you gone on to the apps at all i mean i guess out of boredom yeah. Or like <laughs> well, see, no, but to... <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly it. Like, I'm finding that people like I'm having multiple conversations that do not last more than three sentences, and I think the problem is that people just grab go. Th- you know, you like grab for the app or you go for the app in moments of boredom to fill that loneliness. And it's not with any intention of genuine connection or actually wanting to like chat or eventually meet. Yeah. And actually, I don't know if it was on your podcast or if 
I'm sure it probably was like several episodes ago where somebody was talking about like the apps are only good when you have intention when you use them with intention Mm -hmm. so like if you're going on just to like look at people that you hope to find desirable like there's no point it feels like there's no point in doing it if you're not searching with intention if you're not swiping with intention if you match with somebody if you're not prepared to like message them immediately then what's the point of being on there just to look at people that you don't know fuck if i know girl i don't understand why men just send like like i liked your photo and then no follow-up like i'm like thank you silence yeah i've i've also like experienced this is maybe a little bit off topic but sort of on topic i've had a couple um i've been playing words with friends a little more than I actually much more than I, I used to. And I get some random matches, like people wanting to play a game. And I've had a couple from like men who then are trying to use words <gasps> with friends. What? <laughs> like, uh, intro. I don't know. I, I nothing <laughs> more, like nothing. I mean, everything's been pretty, you know, harmless. It's been like, hi, hello. Like it's trying to engage in a conversation, but I'm like, I know I, I'm just here to play a game just here to Are play you? a game <laughs> I mean I get like yeah. it kind of works like you're like okay we both like the same thing but if you are genuinely just being like no I just want to like play a word game tonight I don't want to have to flirt with a stranger <laughs> like that's it's the equivalent of going to the gym and being like I'm here to work out for myself and have some dude compliment you on your yeah. physique or something you're like I'm not here for you you know yeah, having somebody make eyes at you from across the gym because I don't know. <laughs> because they're men. Like, because, <laughs> because they're yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and where were you at, like, in just in in general, like, brief history so, of, of your single life? So, I've been, like, dating, like, a lot of women my age most of their life um, since, like, you know, since I graduated from high school, like I didn't have, I didn't date that much in high school, but after high school, you know, I, I've went through a lot of periods of, um, dating lots of people. And then, uh, and then brief periods of time where I date somebody for like three months and then realize, nope, this person's not for me or it didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, or the feelings, the, the feeling equilibrium, is off and you're Mm. like i think i like you more than you like me or vice versa and it's just not it's not working out um i've had two long my my two only long-term relationships and only one of them i can truly call an ex-boyfriend um and somebody who i was committed to and like thought i was going to marry and all of this stuff um and that was lasted only like 10 months um, and that was when I was in college. It was when I was uh, 20, 21. And then, um, and then I just went on sort of a, I'm going to, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to oh, yeah. just <laughs> date and, and just see what's out there. Yeah. And my next like majorly serious relationship where it was like, an I love you situation was also like about 10 months. And that was almost, and that ended you know, almost nine, eight or nine years ago. And since then, you know, I've had, I've had off, off and on, you know, and most of them don't last longer than 
three months. And I think a lot of it is just because I, I, I know what I want in a relationship yes, and I'm yes. not, I've always been a firm believer of not, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to mm-hmm. waste my time. I don't want to waste somebody else's time. And, um, you know, sometimes that ends up me being hurt. Sometimes that ends up with the other pe- person being hurt. Um, and it's never, you know, it's never comfortable. It's it, so I, yeah, the last couple years has been a pretty, like, probably one of my driest spells as far as dating. Like, um, you know, like, I've gone out on dates or I've, I was, I was set up by a friend um, with a friend of his last year. And I went on this date and I was like, okay, I can see, like, and we had a great time, like, it seemed. And, and he and I were on a good wavelength and we had a lot of things in common or at least enough things in common where we had conversation and um like a mutual respect it seemed and by the end of the the date as we I was what he was walking me towards the train we both had a com- we both realized we had a completely different experience of the exact <gasps> same date wow and he like he was like well you know it was because uh, I said something we had a di- we went out for uh dinner and drinks in the east village and uh, I live in Brooklyn and I said, well, next time, you know, cause I thought, oh, this, you know, like, he, I don't know. Like I wasn't. No, it's intuition. You're like, there's obviously, timid, but I was we like, clicked. There's going to be a next time. Clicked. I'm there's with a, you. Yeah. There was a connection. I was like, there could be a next time. There's like the possibility is definitely there because I thought we got along well enough. Yeah. And he basically said, no, well, you know, I, I, uh, he sort of hesitated when I said, well, next time you'll have to come to Brooklyn. And he was like, uh, like, and I'm like, wait, what? He goes, what the hell? Well, I, I think you, I think we could probably both agree that we're not a match. And I was like, wait, hold on. I was like, wait, excuse me? Really? That's like an intense at, thing to hear just- while you're still on the date. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like usually you like let it marinate for maybe 48 hours and you try to think about how you feel afterwards and, you know, are you excited to see the other person again or are you feeling yeah. like it was just like a like a nice person? Like he made a smash decision on the date and let you know. Yeah. And I and it was not I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say like I was embarrassed, but I was just like, how could I have like I've been on quite a few dates. It makes you, it makes you feel like a little insane, right? You're like, cause we're very intuitive people and you're like, I know we had a good time. So like, I'm confused. You know, it's weird. Like, you know, when you had a bad date and you know, when you're not clicking. So I I've been there before too, where I'm like, suddenly you start to not trust your instincts um, and your intuition. You're like, hold on. Am I crazy? (laughs) Yeah. And I remember saying something to him now it it was like, so it was not so long ago, but it was, it was last summer. And I was like, I don't remember exactly what I said to him, but I was like, dude, that like, I, I think maybe, I I don't know. I, sorry. Now I'm like being super inarticulate, but <laughs> I just remember having this thought, like who, wow. Who does really? that? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, it, like that's really hard to say to someone's face unless it's like, you know what I mean? Like I would have at least gone home and been like, I had a really nice time, but I, this is what I usually do. I had a really nice time, but I just don't think we're a match to like be able to say that to someone's face. And then you have to be, you have to respond in the moment. Uh, that's so uncomfortable where you're like, not be, 
and then not be like emotional because it wasn't like I think I I remember having an emotional response to it. I know that I like started crying or anything, but I was like hurt. I did get kind of angry and hurt, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, we did not experience the. I, we did not have the same. We were not on the same date. You and I were just not on the same date." And um, and it did make me feel a little bit gaslit because I was like, "Then I'm questioning my own my own judgment. Did I? Yes. You know. Yes. What was it about? What was it about? What was it about the conversation that lets you know that we weren't any kind of match? Well, this is like a huge disconnect between men and women that happens all the time is that we're such (laughs) analytical people by nature. And, you know, they always say that like women go home and they replay the whole thing in their brains and they think about or and if a dude's just like, nah, I'm not really interested, then women go, oh, my God, is it was it something I said? Or, oh, I know it was that moment. Or was it, you know, could I have done it differently? You know, we drive ourselves crazy like that where guys are just like, I wasn't feeling it and like moving on. Um, So like. Just know that you are um, in good company here, my friend. Yes. I have this weird suspicion that New York just gets in the fucking way. Just like, Mm. I'm just like, why are, it's, it just seems harder. I I mean, this isn't news to anyone. It just seems harder to date here than in other places in the world because we have an abundance of choice and that makes us kind of snobby about who but we the spend people our time that with. I the, but the people I want to date are the type of people that are in New York and that yes. feels like the irony. yes but no you're, you're I, like <laughs> I know I'm so with you like you want to date a driven passionate educated cultured person and these people are driven to New York City it's a yeah. quite a mess we've made for ourselves I'm I'm with you yeah <laughs> yeah, I just like I remember being in California. So um, about let's see, in September of 2011, I had to move home. I'd been in New York since uh, 2007 and had a terrible summer. It was a summer that um, ended with uh, Hurricane Irene. Um, uh, there was a lot of things that happened to me over that like a period of like three or four months. Like I had a, I broke up with that, that uh, guy that I was talking about the, the one from about 10 years ago, we broke up. Um, I had a falling out with my roommate. I, mm. my basement flooded. No. I lost my job. We got Jesus bed girl. bugs. We like <laughs> it, like everything that could happen wrong did happen wrong. Um, and it was just a point where I was like, I think I need to go home for a little while. So I left for California and I had intended only to stay for a couple months and a couple months turned into a year. Mm. Um, and I came back, but during that time I had a friend, um, who was one of my old roommates for my previous, uh, stint in California, um, before I moved to New York. I mean, I'm from California originally, but one of my roommates before I moved the first time to New York, um, Casey, she had, she was in law school and she knew a guy and she was like, you know, I really want to set you up with my friend. And I was like, sure, I'm totally open to that. Yeah. And, um, and I, we started hanging out and, and getting to know, and, and we started dating and it just became so like, it came so apparent to me that the people that I am most compatible with are not the people that are from small towns. I mean, not from small towns, but who have 
who are from small towns, who move to small towns, who stay in small towns. Those are not the type of people that I generally find myself, you know, fully uh, invested in or um, compatible with. And Is it because you this, think there's like a, a stronger placement on the value of marriage and kids and suburbia and cars and settling down? Somewhat. I think also, even in small towns, I think there's there's a small town mentality, and I'm and I and I don't and I don't mean to like demean anyone who's like you know, in a small town who lives in a small town who stays in a small town. I just don't think that those types of people are the kinds of people I want somebody who wants to go to the city, who wants to, who wants to explore, who wants to go to museums and wants mm -hmm. to, you know, go to and do the things that I am interested in doing culturally, yeah. go into the theater. Yeah. And it just is not, you know, this guy also was a very meat and potatoes kind of guy. And not that there's anything wrong with meat and potato guys, you know, they're very stable and they know what they want and they're very, you know, but at the same time, I, it's just not what you're attracted to. No, I'm like, I want, I want the variety. I want, I want, I want a vegan, the spice. Okay. <laughs> you want a vegan? No, I'm kidding. No, I I want this. I want the I want the variety. I want the somebody who's interested in trying new things and and typically like the meat and potato kind of guy is not always interested in trying new things. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's getting but out it's, of their It's like zone. so. I'm I'm like I, I agree with you. Like I feel like my people are in New York and the people I want to date are in New York. But yeah, we're we're what's up with the men in New York that just like I, I really think I can't prove this. Maybe Lee can tell us his opinion later. But like I really feel that, and it's part of the, the fact that we're hardwired this way in our new social media culture. But like if it's not amazing in the first five exchanges, guys are like move on. There's a hotter, smarter, better woman, like li literally around the corner. So I don't need to yeah. spend time actually getting to know you. That's I, I mean, that's the only way I can explain why these conversations keep dropping off. Like these guys just literally. Well, I'll tell you this story really quick. So I was messaging this one guy um, from OKCupid. He messaged me first. He told me that my profile, he thought it was intriguing and he, <clears throat> and he wanted to get to know me. And I looked at his profile and I said, that he seemed quite charming and I would like to get to know him as well. So um, we start chit-chatting. What are you doing this weekend? You know, I was like, you know, we both said we were going for a long walk. What else can you freaking do right now? And I said, um, send me your best photo. Uh, and I gave him my number. So I sent him my photo and then he sent me his photo. And there was, you know, a reaction moment, like a ha-ha, whatever we exchanged about each other's photos. And then he just dropped off. And so after like four days, I messaged him and I said, hey, it seems like you're not a texter. Would you be up for a video chat sometime this week? And I'm not kidding you, Michelle. He just did not respond. Like, why like, can't people Like, literally respond? ever just never got back to me. I was like, what a nice thing for me to say. It was like, hey, maybe this isn't for you. I'd love to have a video chat with you. And you didn't even, you just delete, you just deleted it. You just didn't. What a fucking D-bag. You can't even be a human and just, like, not ignore yeah. me. You said you were interested in me. 
Yeah, I um, rant over, rant over, but not really. That's okay. <laughs> I had I had one match like recently that I was just I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna look with intention. Blah blah blah. Anyway, started chatting with this guy. We were having a great conversation, and then the subject of cats came up. Just that I have a cat. Like, or what? Are, what are you doing to pass the time? And I was like, well, I'm hanging out with my cats right now. Yeah whatever um and i said what's i said something like to the effect of what's your opinion on cats he unmatched me no no like you could say oh you know i don't love cats and i'm not really looking involved you get involved with somebody who has a cat because or i'm allergic i'm deathly allergic to cats and i can't be involved with somebody with cats. great girl like, you're like, never gonna know <laughs> he just didn't want to talk to you anymore I mean, <laughs> and not that i care really but like no, it's rude. I was just like, why, why not just say, not, why not just say what you mean? I mean, what you say. Like, That's what, I'm like, I'm a grown up. Like you can just, I also, I said that in my text, like, would you like to have a video chat? Or if you're just not into this anymore, just let me know. No hard feelings. I literally just said like the easiest way to get out of it for him. And he just didn't respond to me. But I had yeah. a guy unmatch I, me for something stupid recently, too. Um, when we matched, his location was New York. And then, uh, like, th- in the next two days, his location changed to Israel. And so I oh, said, weird. I made some joke about, like, just want to make sure, like, you're not living in Israel. And uh, he's like, no, no, my company's going to go over there in a month. So I'm just, like, you know seeing who's over there or something whatever and i was like ah i see sort of dabbling or testing the waters made some dumb joke and then i was like where do you live in new york city unmatch (laughs) uh i mean i was just like these these men are they're idiot children they're idiot children like the minute that you're under hot water you just like (laughs) run away what is that yeah i i think that there's also this like this not like I think and and I think it's it's also a a condition of of human beings of not wanting to not wanting to hurt another person or hurt somebody's feelings or whatever and so the easiest way is to just like oh I don't have and that's and that's oh I'm I'm just not going to say anything because these are all low stakes situations I don't know you I don't I don't we don't have mutual friends right I don't have any um accountability like sure people don't have accountability accountability to one another and I think that that's something that I think really needs to change as far as dating and like I um I had mentioned this uh to you earlier in text message about how I think that we need to bring back the art of setting people up and I think that we need to start embracing that a little bit more often um as a tool to like meet people and to um because who knows you better than the people who are close to you Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um and while i don't necessarily want to speak for all singles but like i think that if somebody you know who who if if you're a person who happens to be in a relationship and a happy relationship you're doing well you have couple friends you have single friends but you listen to your single friends and your single friends are saying how difficult it is and how hard it is and how emotional it it can be and how stressful it can be to continually put yourself out there on apps and all of this and then you know if you do have a date how many you know how many first dates can one person theoretically go on and I know that like I've always admired that you continue to to go out there and put yourself out there and meet people 
And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think that we need to start like holding each other possibly a little more accountable and, Mm -hmm. and helping each other to, if somebody is expressing their desire to not want to be single anymore and want to find a partner and, and is serious about settling down, I don't see anything wrong with saying with, with, you know, that, that friend who, who happens to, you know, we live, we're in the theater, so we know a lot of people and, um, in lots of different walks of life too. But what's, what's wrong with saying, with clocking that and saying, oh, you know, Renee Michelle is a great person. I love her and I want her to have love too. So Mm. if I, you know, I'm going to keep my mind open and, you know, if I meet somebody or if I know somebody who might get along with her that, yeah, I should introduce them. And, and if we remember correctly, I think the statistics, I don't have them in front of me, but statistics showed in the past that like the, the highest likelihood that you would meet your partner was through being introduced by friends. Yeah. Or your community. That's no, that is a real fact. That is a real fact. and yeah, and, and via your community. And I think that um, it's something that is hard. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of um, people out there who are like, well, I just, well, I just don't know anybody who's single, but that's a, that's, that's bullshit. A, a, it's a lie. That's, I, I 100% know people that are single. You. you just, yeah. But now you've gotten out of the single life and, and now you're happy in the, in the, in the couple up life and you it's like you've forgotten a lot of people forget what it's like yeah throw me a freaking lifesaver (laughs) yeah especially when your friends are ready especially for friends who are ready for that yeah i think there's um i was thinking about this when you brought this up and i was like why don't people do i have had friends do that in the past not with any real frequency um but i'm like there's a weird shame. Um, I don't know if that's the right word about um, singleness, I think, in our country. And mm-hmm. it's almost the reverse of the shame. Let me see if I can explain myself better. I think what I'm trying to say is like, no one wants to assume that they need to come and fix me. And so um, I think there's like a, let me step back. Like you seem happy in your singleness. I'm not going to try to come in and be the like obnoxious uncle that's like, oh my God, you should meet my friend's son. You guys would be great together. You know, I think there's um, a little bit of sensitivity or maybe even fear that setting someone up with someone might be received improperly. Yeah. And I think that, I think the trick to that is letting you know and I've done this over you know I've done this in the past or like if I if there's somebody that I'm interested in pursuing who might be in a community that I'm in or new to my like somebody who I I don't know very well and like listen I have no problem uh asking somebody out on a date no problem whatsoever but I've the older I've got and the longer I've been single the the less I I want to be like rejected by by somebody <laughs> I yeah I would be, I, I mean I I know that there's the risk I'm also an actor so I know I know what rejection feels like I know <laughs> you know I know I've been single enough and asked enough people out on dates that I've you know been turned down for you know and and I still continue to do it but 
I try to do it when I know, A, this person is truly single. Um, and if this person has any interest in going out with me because I don't want to make that person uncomfortable. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I don't. Yeah. Here's what I think like should really happen because I've had this conversation kind of with single friends and or even just friends that are paired up. And they're like, <clears throat> there is a weird... I love the accountability factor, but there's a weird pressure to have that date succeed. I like, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about this one instance. I went on this date, uh, a friend had, uh, she worked in a restaurant and she wanted me to meet the chef and she thought we would get along like gangbusters. She was like, you have the same sense of humor. Like you guys like the same things. Like, and I was excited to meet this guy. And there was just no physical attraction there for me. Um, yeah. And not just physical. Like, there was no flirtation. There was no, you know, sexual no chemistry. chemistry. There was no um, hint at being or feeling desired. Um, and so when she was like, how'd the date go? And I was like, it went really great. He's a super nice guy. Um she was kind of pissed at me that I like couldn't see him for his value. She's like, you're making too much too quickly of a decision. Like you should try to go out with him again. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm letting you know, like he's a super nice guy, but it just wasn't there. And she, you know, she was upset with yeah. me. So, um, I think what I think really should happen and I love this and I don't know why we don't do more of this. It's just like big group settings where you invite a couple of your single friends, to, like maybe meet and the pressure is off. So yeah. if you have, like, a, a picnic with six couples, invite, invite three or four random single friends. Yeah, because that would be an environment to meet people. Yeah, like, what the they hell? Do Why don't we do that things. anymore? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it's, it is, you bring up a good point that, like, that it's, but you've also got to remember, for, hmm, let me articulate myself a little bit better. I think that if i'm if i'm saying to my friends hey i'm interested in finding somebody i don't know i i'm i'm exhausted from looking on apps i'm exhausted from being rejected by people or whatever on on apps and and i'm open to the idea of of being set up um and that those people need to also listen to the fact that like remember that that just because one person thinks that this person and this person are going to be perfect for each other it does not actually mean anything it, exactly but, but the introduction but the introduction is the most important part because you don't know you might have somebody who is absolutely 100 percent perfect for this other person and if you're getting in the way of that um person's like just ability to make a judgment of whether or not the person that they're being set up with yeah is right for them then you're getting in the way of that person trying to find a, a partner trying to find a somebody to to spend time with and i don't know if that was no i i'm with but... you i want to um can we check in with lee i really want to hear yeah. if lee has been set up or if he like is would be interested at all are you there lee Hey. Did you leave us? <laughs> no, I'm here. Yeah. I I um I got to say that was like <clears throat> not not speaking during this particular conversation. It's is hard, right? Be, and this is coming from someone who 
we grew up going to Catholic mass twice a week. This was harder than staying silent there. <laughs> You're not the first say. person to say that because, well, first of all, our instinct is to join the conversation. Um, but I love it as a social experiment because it's the first time that like men have to shut up and listen, which is usually the experience that women have had most of our lives. Right. Um, and a lot of guys have said to me, like, it was so interesting to just sit and listen to women talk to each other about dating. Like they learned a lot just from like listening to us talk oh my um, god it's it's a privilege truly oh, and, like it's on. really and it's not it's not the sense of like oh my god like it's time for my opinion it's like <laughs> it's because the subject uh resonates very deeply with me and like i um have had a lot of similar issues i mean if you want to just get up, I can just tell you, answer your question rather than going into my history just yet. But um, yeah, tell me. Well, I want to know, like, specifically when we're talking about, like, um, a app experiences. And if you are experiencing on the other end, the kind of bullshit behavior that Renee, Michelle and I are experiencing and be just like if you as a male have been uh, set up or if you're like open to the idea of it. Okay, yeah, so specifically with regards to being set up, I have had only one experience with that where friends matched me with someone, and that was like, it was like a handful of years ago, I think three years ago, and um, it was, it was surprisingly fraught with a lot of expectations pressure. yes yeah it was a lot of pressure now i just want to say that the idea of going back to the old-fashioned ways like renee michelle was saying like i would love that like the the group picnic and like just being thoughtful toward like your friends who are single and 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 trying to do it in a way where it's not a pressurized situation like i like the idea of it being like hey let's just bring like a few singles and it's like no pressure for them to be perfect for each other but like they're single we're couples like let's give them someone to um you know vibe with who's in the same boat yeah and um this particular match with me though was very much like like my close friends knew that i was um you know, kind of having issues, uh, really connecting with people through the apps, I think. And they went about it in a very courteous way, but I think they had never done that before. And there was inevitably a lot of pressure on it, like hopefully working out just because like they had gone out of their way to do that. And, um, mm -hmm. I actually really ended up having some nice times with this person. Um, uh, just meeting her and uh, getting to know her like we really connected on like a intellectual level i think and um uh but it turned out uh, i'm gonna keep the details out of it just to respect her privacy oh, don't you dare don't you dare uh, we love gossip no? on hashtag Ziggle. okay all right <laughs> i mean I no no, no. i mean as much as you want to share no pressure like honestly I, but we, okay. we do love the details <laughs> oh i will tell you everything then okay um, yeah. then all right but i have to then just tell you in a one to two minute way what my history is i was in a eight to nine year relationship oh shit um, so i was with someone from age 19 to 27 oh my god 
Okay, and and well, I know like people will hear that and they'd be like, "That's longer than my parents were married." Yeah, seriously. And, you know. Okay, so I grew up with this person. We moved. We went to college together. Moved to New York together. Um, there's wow. a lot wow. there. You, I could, we could have our own episode about just that. So I'm just gonna use that as a frame of reference for like yeah, when totally. I was 27. I had never dated as an adult before. <gasps> you know. And like I had a single freshman year in college, but like that's not adulthood. No, no. You know, so (laughs) I while I was in this domestic partnership for the better part of a decade, while all my other 20 something friends had their freewheeling 20s, um, suddenly everything shifted. But at the time I got single, they all found their person. And suddenly it was like literally the reverse of what it had been for the the however many years prior so so i tried the apps whatever like i i actually the apps helped me at the time like shake myself out of my um my funk after that big Mm -hmm. of a breakup you know and uh, it was just nice to see that there were other people out there blah 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 so when my friends did the matchmaking it was like they were they were being thoughtful and understanding that like things were very different for me all of a sudden. Um, This particular person that I um, ended up being matched with, uh, this is gonna get like, this is gonna get personal and sexual. Can I say these things? You can say whatever the hell you're open to saying. All right, well, this is a very lovely, smart woman. And we, we like, I was like, wow, this person actually is really cool. Like, could this actually work? Like this matchmaking situation? And um, I was ready for it to work. Like, I wanted that story where my friends hooked me up with... Oh, my God, it is a cute story. You're right. (laughs) You know, like, I want the old-fashioned thing. Now, it turns out that this um, woman who was really great, she was actually going through major difficulties with regards to her sexuality. And something that I had never been familiar with before, I had... um, uh, my ex of, of many years had uh, a lot of issues with regards to intimacy that I don't have to get into here. But I was I was um, acquainted with the stru- specific struggles women go through from childhood up through adulthood, and I, I thought I was acquainted with everything until this time and um, something called vaginismus. Do you know what that is? I actually am embarrassed to say I do not. Okay, so this is apparently a very Wait, do you know Renee Michelle? I was going to say, I I have an idea about it. Um, I feel like I've heard it, but I'm going to let you speak. Explain it to us. (laughs) Wow, yeah, I feel feel unqualified to talk about it. Sorry to put you in this position. Should we we Google it? No, tell us because you are actually quite acquainted with it and more than actually Renee Michelle and I are. Go ahead. Yeah, I I learned up on it. I educated myself on it uh, because this woman um, revealed to me that this would not be a normal... um, dating situation because she suffered from a condition that's like half physical half mental in which uh her her vaginal muscles had an automatic 
a tensing response to yeah. any sexual encounter, and it was mm. impossible physically for her to have sex. And it makes sex um, it makes sex very painful. Very painful, and like there's different levels of of uh, extremes yeah. with this. Like some people, it's like through you know various muscle exercises, like they can like literally loosen themselves up to relax and like have any sort of penetrative encounter like that um this particular woman had a very extreme version of it though to the point where like she like could barely like insert a tampon and she had it's 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 really sad and like it doesn't sometimes it comes from abuse sometimes it comes from just various trauma or things that basically cause a they trigger the mind to protect uh, itself to protect itself i mean it's really fascinating like what the body will do will be like this is a way that i can be harmed and i will prevent that from happening going forward it's it's yeah it's quite beautiful actually what the body can do to protect itself but yeah i can see how that would be um damaging to a, a potential relationship yeah and i and i i felt um when I, I I had not heard of it before until she told me, so like it wasn't like some sort of deal breaker. I was like, oh gosh, that's that's, I'm sorry you have to go through that. Let me educate myself on mm-hmm. this and um, and um, but due to so that eight to nine year relationship I was in um, was difficult. My the person I was with had a lot of trauma as a kid, and my experience with her was uh many times over the years being sort of a caretaker for her trying to grow and she suffered from some serious mental illnesses related to abuse and um that was a very big part of my life for a long time and like i kind of grew into adulthood being um not necessarily a financial provider but like a uh Emotional provider. Uh, an emotional provider and like a strong therapist type Support for someone. Yeah. And so this was really just like a couple years after that breakup. And so while I felt honored that this woman, this new woman I'd been matched with, um, felt comfortable telling me of her story, just the thought of entering into another relationship where. Oh, man. I would have to sort of like w- walk someone through their recovery process um, yeah. was just too much to consider for me. And like, yeah. so so that's the only time I've been matchmated and it's like so specific, like, and it's like the reason it didn't work out is like just so specific to me and her and my history and her history that like, I don't think this gives me a whole lot of uh, generalized experience with matchmaking but like in general i'm all for that idea and i think that technology being what it is and the apps being what they are i think a lot of our of our friends in couples especially like being in our 30s and stuff they don't feel obliged to help us they can probably consider us to have access to all the tools we need oh my god people say that all the time they're like you're so lucky like there's so many people you can meet at any given moment i didn't have that when i was dating and i'm like it's not fun right (laughs) yeah it's not it's not a game it shouldn't be a game it shouldn't be out of it shouldn't be out of boredom and like yeah and something else i wanted to say before 
was also about like the apps also that there's an inherent flaw in the fact that there are so many apps out there yes and there's and you have to it like in order to get the full the full um uh, benefit from those apps, you have to actually make an investment in them. But how can anyone make an investment in a specific app if they don't know, like, if they don't know that it's going to really work out? Like, I, you know, how many times has Tinder told me that, oh, if you just upgrade, then you'll see who you've, who's matched with you? Like, or, mm-hmm. or, or, or OkCupid, which used to be a completely free, free platform, has now been like, I can't I can't even search for people I can't even see who's liked me so I can't even sift through those like I used to and say like oh this person liked me oh he's yeah okay I can wait wait, we're gonna talk about this because I can see who likes me and I don't pay for it okay I must be doing something wrong because (laughs) there's every time like on we'll talk about it later it's so boring but like there's a way to see like who's messaged you even if you haven't liked them in advance yeah, but yeah, there's a million things. It says like it like mine says something insane. Like three thousand piece of people have liked you. If you want to see who they are, like pay us some money. And I'm like, mm, I'm okay, <laughs> because yeah. that's the stupid thing about it is that if you pay money, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that anything is going to go better. Like because I'm right, I would. It's not that I'm not matching with people or not getting messages from people. But if you can't have a conversation with me for more than a week, then me paying more money is not going to fix that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. And if I if I had the money, I would, you know, if I had the money and the, the disposable income, I, I might actually look into a professional matchmaker because, you know, but then I've also heard horror stories about those, I think, in, in your last episode. But professional matchmakers can't guarantee that either. But there's a more yeah. dedicated investment that you're making in those in those types of matchmaking. And I'm like, why? I'm just like, I don't, I don't want, I would just rather any of my friends listening, if you know me and you love me and you know the kind of people. Hook a girl up. (laughs) And you know, and you know that I'm asking, you know, it's also important for people not to just like, yeah, hook up your friends willy nilly. But if somebody, if you're listening to somebody talk about their struggles and saying like, yes, I'm open to meeting people. I'm open to being introduced to somebody. I'm open. Then then listen to that person. If you if you don't have somebody in mind, fine. But if you remember that, and when as you're out in your life, meeting people and working with people in different capacities, and you find and you come across somebody who's perfect for somebody else, or who you think might be perfect for somebody else, you got to let go of the anxiety that like, if it if it works out, you know, the pressure, like relieving that yourself of that pressure of, oh, Oh, if it doesn't work out, then I'm a, I'm a terrible friend, or, or yes. they don't really care about my opinion in the first place. And it's like, mm-hmm, no, I'm mm-hmm. just looking for more opportunities to meet more options. people that I'm compatible. Yeah, and I and I want to do it from a level that's more personal than than an app. Yeah, here's what I think we should do, and I can I'm like can promise that I will follow through on this. I think once we're allowed to gather again, uh, or either if we can do, you know, we can do a small gathering of even just like 15 people, maybe you and I should host a little friend of a friend party. Yeah. You, know, you, we, everyone brings as their guest, a single person of the opposite sex. So you like, we yeah. invite a couple friends of ours who are single, but they also have to bring someone else with them. Um, yeah. And just have like, so it's like a group, 
but you know everyone is single. Do you know what I mean? We could just have like a yeah. little, you know, even if it's something corny and lame, like a picnic or, you know, we don't have to be in a bar hey. like we used to do, but like, what's, you, why, know, you and, and I should do how, it. Why not? Yeah. Who knows how soon we're going to be able to be in a bar with that many people anyway. So, right. Exactly. You know. But we could do like a little picnic gathering or, you know, something like easy. Be I'm the change you want to see in the world, girl. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Why not? That sounds great. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for um, sharing your quarantine with me. Um, and also just, just being really vulnerable and open and uh, sharing your history and, um, you know, your frustrations around being single in New York. One of the reasons I started this podcast is because I, I just don't think people talk about, um, how, how their experience is going and, uh, for better, or for worse, um, at all. And this was just supposed to, you know, realize that we're all having a, a shared horrible experience and that, you know, we're all, we're all in this together. Yeah. And if we were smart, we could help each other out a little bit better too. You know. So, um, yeah, on that note, uh, that's it for hashtag single. I will catch you next time.